Well, welcome to our podcast where we share our experience as first-generation Haitian-Americans through a different perspective on our culture while creating a safe space. I'd be Lisa Fania. I'm Soraya. And we have our guest with us today, with a Eileen. Hi. Hello. Hello again, I should say. Sock puppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all saw that? Sorry. <laughs> She's folding laundry with her baby. With those, so we're going to be featuring Lily. Lily featuring will be Lily. featured. Um, and she was literally put a sock on her hand and did sock puppets. Thank you for that mommy <laughs> moment. That was adorable. <laughs> Um, so Sakmase, I mean, how are you? I'm doing, bless you. I'm bless doing you. well. Hey, what's new? Nothing really. Just getting into this third trimester of pregnancy. I'm kind of ready to be done actually this time around. I, to be honest, I feel like I have more energy this time around, but I'm, I'm definitely done with being pregnant this time. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I don't get but I get that. I, I was about to say, I was like, oh, you do? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been there, but I, I can see how you'd be, you know, ready to be done. Well, yeah, like you're gestating a, like a something that's coming to life. I mean, it's been in your body. That's crazy. Fancy. But it's actually nice because I didn't think that I would be pregnant again. So the happenstance of being pregnant again, I get to like actually savor each moment because I know now it's definitely not going to happen again. So. <laughs> You've been saying that. Uh, well, that's, a, that's, that's a conversation that <laughs> I would love to go. I was going to say something just, else, but you know, we just based on, we can't use terms like this. I don't know what she's talking well, about. Uh, I would like to know. So, I am good. You know, I'm finally out of the, the fog stage. Describe it. Oh, the terrain I am. I can't in. wait till you read this book. I don't even know if I can give it to you because I'm gonna reread it <laughs> over and over again. I would like for you to read it. Um, so the terrain I'm in, it's a prairie. So the fog is coming up and I can see over the horizon. And I can see the different colors coming up. So it's right now it's like when the sun is rising, it's like that beautiful like orange and yellows and burnt reds that's where i'm at right now where it's like things are coming up things are the starting start to of the day yeah i was telling sarah earlier that i'm looking more into being a better communicator with the people that are that i love learning how to do that and building relationships and rebuilding relationships that i've had and just really really trying to communicate better and really really like make sure that people understand how i'm feeling so i don't like suffer on my own, like in this whole narrative in my head. Exactly. And um, I'm so I Lily feels it. Uh, this week has been just very heavy emotionally. Um, so it's kind of been, you know, going back to the basics, like I said, probably a couple weeks ago, and making sure that your core and your spirit is good. So that's what I've been doing. And I think, you know, it's been going well. So that's how I am. All right, guys. So um, our Quincy Munio is a little somber. It's been a heavy week. Um, yesterday was Friday and they did the, um, the dedication to the nine people in the crash with Kobe Bryant. 
And it was so sad. <laughs> I like walked out of Shake Shack crying. <laughs> like I was just like crying. <laughs> you were Shake Shack. <laughs> I was picking up an order. <laughs> and I was just like. I like how I just called you out on Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm okay with that. But um, yeah, it was just so. It was so sad. So nine people passed away in this tragedy. In this um, helicopter crash on Sunday. January 26, six days ago. Yeah. And the people that were on board were Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Antebelli, Carrie Antebelli, Alyssa Antebelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Ara Zobayan, and Christina Monster. That was a wife and... A whole family. Yeah. Like a whole mother, mother, father, daughter... And left yeah, them. Yes, but there's two more. There's two more uh, children. Yeah, family. yeah. They left behind um, their two children. Yeah. We got the news from you, Eileen. We were having a Back brunch ride. at Oh, Miami, I'm sorry. Tati's house, and then we went on a bike ride. It was a beautiful Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and you know, one of our cousins uh, checked her phone. And on our cousin's group, Eileen shared with us the news, and I I heard it, and I was like, "That's not true." Like I was like, "No, that's not true." Because they're lying. TMZ's lying. And TMZ's are was horrible. just like coming out with the facts. Like she was like, "This, this." Like she was like, "Update live." Let me tell you, as you know, as coming out. And it was it was heavy because I was just here enjoying time with my family, only to find out someone else isn't able to do the same. Um, and it was someone that I've seen and what hurts the most is like, I, I was never really like a Kobe Bryant, like fan, you know, I, I watched basketball when others were watching basketball, my family's very into basketball, but he, I knew of him and I, and I knew that he was great and I knew he, you know, I knew generally he retired and then they, sh- they would show clips of him and his daughter. So when I found out it was him and then I think, like an hour or two later, we found out it was him and his daughter. And it was the clip that I just had seen that literally just made me kind of pay more attention to Kobe, if that makes any sense. Like I was like intrigued and I was like, Oh my God, look at him. And uh, he's now a family man. Cause he retired, like, you know, kind of like relating to him in a different way. And to find out they were both on that, on that helicopter crash. Uh, it was hard. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. And like all three girls were 13 years old. Um, I think the worst part about this is most of the family of these people found out through social media. Yeah. They weren't even notified. And it was because of somebody so evil on the grounds that just wanted to make some type of money, leaked it to TMZ. It just really, it's really, really sad that such evil people would go and leak this information to just a horrible publication so that they can be the first to like say that they're the first ones to put, yeah. they're the first one that did Michael Jackson and they're the first one that did Whitney Houston. And I feel like it's mostly like with these black um, celebrities that are passing away, they're non-respective to just putting this information out because they don't do that. Um, they're not the first to do that with with white celebrities or white well known. Did you know that Vanessa Bryant found out through, through, through Instagram? Social media? Yeah, they all found that's out through social media. The worst thing ever, because what it should be is that because the helicopter crash, obviously, 
the authorities get there and then they find out who it is, blah, blah, blah. And then the authorities are supposed to contact you and let you know that your loved one died. But to be honest, I didn't even read it from TMZ because when my friend told me and I was like, mm, let me go check this out. It was actually like the local news channels that were because the crash was still when I went to look up, the crash was still burning. Like they were still trying to find it was body. still being investigated. So because TMZ exactly. let it out, every other publication found that source and they all stated the same, not even knowing if it was factual or not. And then on top of it, like I haven't I refused to see the video, but there was also a video of it um, going down. And oh, was, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It shows wow. and it was saying how like I was at the gym and you know how they got all the TVs on and literally all of them were playing something about Kobe. And I was like, dude, I can't do this. I can't. And like, then they showed the plane and I, I just looked down. I like I think I just worked out with my eyes closed for a bit. That sounds very dangerous. But um, also, I think <laughs> a little bit really, 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 okay. really like fucked up of the NBA to have all those players playing on that Sunday. Oh my God. Because the they were just. Part was when they were telling when they were telling some of the NBA stars like when they told Doc Rivers and they had the camera on his, his face. face like it's just it's so That's, inconsiderate it's of just, just like for sensationalism it's ridiculous I know, but I hate it like it I couldn't even watch him I was like who's gonna watch this yeah. I mean I haven't been on social media I saw because LeBron of this, James yeah. breaking down they had a helicopter view. Of him getting out of, I think he was on a tarmac, mm-hmm. coming back from a game. Mm-hmm. And they show him crying. Like, you can see his body language and the, the tear. Like, you could see him wiping his tears. And I'm like, I don't want to watch him like this. This is something- Yeah, that should have been a private moment. Yeah, and then they told Tiger Woods on air after his tournament. And he's like... I didn't know they were friends like that. Just, you know, you know athletes... You know, no, especially the athletes. They're and they're 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 and I'm yeah. pretty sure they they run into each other. They're they're they prominent black fun. athletes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Have, have a That's secret good. little club that we don't know about. Like it's probably just, most likely it was done, and and I thought it was in such poor taste, and I, it's made it really hard to like. I'm not gonna say move on from it because that's not what I want to do. Is move on. It's kind of like it's a constant like shocking sensation to your body. You're like, yeah. And that little girl was 13. And they all were, all three of them were, all three of them were 13 years old, like 12 and 13 years old. Um, just cause I saw her when she was alive is the part that gets me. Yeah. They just had that meme video of him explaining the game or explaining what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So what used to be a funny clip, yeah, it's just a, it's like a sweet memory kind of now. Yeah, and I'm like, I was not ready for that. I don't think anyone ever is ready, but absolutely not. Because they were all going to a game. Because it was her team that was going to a game, and And they were why. Yeah, that's why there were so many thirteen year olds on the on the in helicopter because they were all just carpooling. Well. Helicopter pooling. So. I just looked again. Yeah, I'm so tired. Like, it's just so much, and everyone's like coming out with all of all the, the artwork. And it's just tough. This is life. The certain, like, you live with the certainty of death. Yeah, my mom's And I'm that. like, oh, that is <laughs> a lot. 
I yeah. don't like the idea of death. I think it's it's well. That's because of our our the way that our world works is that especially in America we make death sad. Like coming over here, I saw um, there was a funeral procession taking place, and I just looked at this and I was like, you know what? And I'm gonna put this on air so you guys all know. When I pass, I want a celebration. I want like a full on New Orleans theme. I'm like, it's great. It's it sucks that as humans we're not gonna be here, but to celebrate somebody's life because to yeah. just be so somber and in black and just like all this like sad things like it's just ugh. I want to be happy I want to be I don't just celebrate this human the spirit that was here with you for a sh- the amount of time that they were here and then just you know honor yeah, them my mom said that too my mom said that she wants a celebration and she wants her ashes sprinkled into the ocean um. Yeah, I think it, I mean, it took me a while to get to get to that point where I'm like, okay, I can't. I have to be okay with you not physically being here, but spiritually, um, memory, like you know, just having your presence in another way. And it's like just a, another way of thinking about it. It takes a while to get there. Um, still working on it, uh, <laughs> but yeah. this this one hit hard. And he, they were just all so young. So yeah. Yeah, everybody, um, nobody was, like, the oldest like, was, like, 54, I think. Was it Yeah, the it's insane. But, but, yeah, so. Um, well, I love you all, and I just want to know I appreciate every person that listens to this, and there's so much love and appreciation and joy and happiness that I'm sending out into this beautiful airways. Mm-hmm. Love and joy. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I feel it, Lisa. You feel it? I feel yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You feel it, Eileen? You feel it? Yes, love. I do. Um, yeah. On to our next topic. We want to just keep it light. Oh, was I'm, it last year that this happened, Eileen? What? What the, what the topic that we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it says 2019. Yes, um, I think May-ish. so. May ish. Oh, so last year. Yeah, I think that's the. First time I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, y'all have heard about black Twitter. It's basically just the best thing ever. The best um, I don't even have Twitter ever. and I am very much into black Twitter. <laughs> How? I don't know. First of all, before you start, I, I remember before getting into Twitter, I went to Vladimir and I was like, Vladimir, how do I get onto black Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked. I was like, well, I was asking. I was like, is it a separate? Thing? Is it a separate thing? Or... Do I have to like? What does this mean? And he looked at me like if I was I could just so not stupid. Do Twitter and just do black Twitter. That would be great. <laughs> he looked at me like I was so stupid. I was just like, what do you? What? I don't know what Twitter is. How do I just get on the black part of the Twitter? That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. Or you're looking for black planet. Yeah. So <laughs> it has just come up, and it, and it. And it has popped up over time, too, because I've seen some updated ones. But it's basically, what would your real nigga dissertation topic be? And people come up with the best things. Let me read some just so you guys can be familiar. Well, we wanted to, like, um, incorporate it with our Haitian upbringing. (laughs) Yeah, but let me read these here. This hurts me more than it hurts you. The psychological scarring of parents who mesh out corporal punishment. You're like, oh, okay. You got that McDonald's money? 
the importance of fostering financial literacy in the youth. <laughs> I'm around the corner. I'll be there in five minutes. And other stories. A primer. Oh, oh Pianton needs to do that all, all the time. Very, yes, often <laughs> fictive, but strangely consistent measurements of time and space. Black diasporas throughout history. Can we go with this? Probably the best. Because it even, it, it, look, in this dissertation in this essay. Can you repeat it again? It basically means they're going to talk about us. Lisa. <laughs> That's repeat, who they're talking about. Repeat that one again. It says, I'm around the corner. I'll be there in five minutes. And other stories. <laughs> Y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> I didn't catch that last part. That was funny. A primer on the various, often fictive, but strangely consistent measurements of time and space in black diasporas throughout history. It's like, Woo! Let's do this. Cordelia, Cordelia. Where, where are you? Oh, this is, this is a phone call. This is a phone call with, uh, my uncle. Cordelia. I'm, I'm five minutes. No, he, he would say it in English. So you, you thought, you know, I ain't telling no lies. Lies. He still has the same. Five minutes away. I'm five minutes away. It's not even colored people time. It's, it's Caribbean time and then it's Haitian people time. And he was an hour and a half away. He hadn't even left his house most of the time. And we lived an hour away from everything. At least a half an hour. What do you mean? I live walking distance from his house. We would be like, where is an hour and a half to get to, like, from his house to my house? Walking. Like, it's a five-minute walk. Not a five-minute walk. But it's, it's a short it's a short distance. Eileen, were your parents ever... That they had this fictitious space and time realm <laughs> issue. Uh, my mom did. My mom would be like, well, yeah, I'm on my way back. And then like an hour later, that's when she'd be there. But she just went to the Publix down the street. So I'm not sure. But this is the thing. I understand what is going through my mom's head. So I don't get as mad because she'll be on the phone with me and like a million different things will happen. Mm hmm. A million different things will happen in her head that makes her forget what she was originally doing. And that's mm-hmm. how she, like, she'll be on the phone with me. She'll miss her exit or she'll miss her turn. So, like, I am picturing in my head what's your going on. Yeah. Every time I go visit, my mom, my dad's like, oh, yeah, she went to public. She'll be back in like probably two hours. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because, like, with me, I overstate what the time it is. So if I'm going to my friend's house, I'm like, hey, I'll be there in, like, 45 minutes. And then I'll get there in, like, 30 minutes. Just so, you know, I I could just cancel out all of that. Yeah, you leave room for for error, right? So you give yourself, like, a 25% room for error. Absolutely. Because you never know. What is gonna happen? So I always tell them, "Well, I'll be there in four or five minutes." Good for you. This this time thing has passed down to me. Yes, it's passed down to me too. I'm not even gonna lie. My mom, I would get the worst anxiety because my mom would trump, and it would always be like a minute before the ball rings, and I gotta run to class, and I'm gonna get a like you get the late pass things. I used to get. I had like 46 tardies, but I was always at school. <laughs> Like, I had, like, you know, good grades, so it made no sense. It was just, like, my mom would just, she just was on her own time, and I never understood it until I was an adult. And I'm like, who, why am I rushing? Like, 
I'm rushing because I'm trying to meet other people's schedules and other people's times. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm, I'm moving at my pace and at my time. And this is what keeps me like sane and happy. So if y'all don't like it, then, you know, is she okay? Yeah, she's just being ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the puppies. (laughs) She about to get a snack? Probably, yes. Um, um, But this is the thing. Another reason why I had to be on time and, like, check my time references is because I married a white man, and a white man that's very punctual because... Not only, not only, not only because of that, but because he was in the Marines, and the Marines are very comfortable. Comes from a military background. Did your dad tell you what he did when he came to the to the baby's party? He came and he asked all of the family members to be on time to your baby shower. Yeah, my mom does it all the time too. (laughs) Because because we didn't want to be embarrassed, (laughs) we were late. It's absolutely when you're your family in law. <laughs> because if I tell them the time, they'll be there five minutes early. That's wild. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wish I could. Yeah. We tried. But we it is so stressful to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we, did. we got there 30 we minutes like, after. Who's driving? Yeah, you that. actually made good time. You guys made good time. Yeah, we really tried yeah. because that came to us. With, uh, you know, it was it was a a plead, it seemed like. Oh, <laughs> so according like, to, uh, according yeah, to Adam, Mary, he's just like, please, guys, please be, like, don't embarrass me. <laughs> it was probably more. It was probably more to help y'all out because so y'all didn't miss out on the food. That part too, I was like, oh, that means they don't start on time. They don't, you know, they might not even let people in after a certain time. So I don't want to be that person. And that's what it is. Like you got to get plan. burned enough. You just, you just the time realm thing is so real, and it's it's different for you know the culture, but overall the Caribbean time frame kind of is consistent throughout. What Haitian one? You had one earlier that you said that I don't even. Oh, know. so now we were thinking of Haitian, like Haitian Haitian American theses. Besides, I don't know. <laughs> um, that are hilarious. So Wapcon Josh. You don't know what that is? No. So basically it was said, let me let me say the whole thesis. Wapcon Josh, an in-depth look at the involuntary rele- I'm sorry, revelation that is about to happen. <laughs> so of course I'm not in school. I'm not I'm not I'm an engineer. I'm numbers, but this <laughs> this would be my thesis for what your parent would tell you if they thought you were trying to be like a smart ass. Oh, okay. Okay. Wapcon George. And you're like, what? Who is George? Who is this man, George? I keep hearing about. I and never knew. I know about five Georges and I never knew which one they're talking about. <laughs> to this day, I asked my mom, who is George? And they're like, that's someone that you would, you would be meeting if, you know, they wanted to tell you something more because you were you were being a smart ass. Like you needed to just sit down and just you know what what controls like. And when you meet them, you're gonna know better. Like you're like what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Al shita al kote. 
I, I would need help finishing this one. If you guys would please lend me your minds. <laughs> I'll shit out um, with it. Let's see. <clears throat> A statement heard through the whole house. <laughs> Embarrassing your ass because you just, <laughs> just <laughs> that you shouldn't be doing, and you need to sit your ass down somewhere. That is the thesis that I'm gonna come in. <laughs> it was so embarrassing when they would say these things to you because <laughs> you weren't even like sometimes they would say it to you and you weren't even doing anything crazy bad. Like, that's one thing I would always you were tell just my being mom. a kid, like, yeah, you were just trying to like, ex- like explore and like just earlier when Lily pulled lily was uh playing with eileen and pulled her headphones out of her ear and i know if it was back then it would be like ah, actually that was like you know stop touching me <laughs> what was going on because everyone was always over at your house so then you're just like hmm, like all embarrassed and whatever like oh i have this one la mal mueh Oh, you're trying to translate it right now? Because <laughs> my mom used to say that to me. Um, basically, she's trying to say that it, it hurts, hurts me more than it hurts you. So, la femme mal plus que vous-même. Which is a psychological scaring of parents who mesh out the corporal punishments. I used to get people. <laughs> Your mom would say that this hurts her more than I... She said that? Yes. Yo. <laughs> oh, wow. I would witness some of these spankings, and I would be like... Ah, uh, <laughs> it was as if I, I was getting reprimanded. I'm, I had the emotional scarring mm-hmm. from those spankings. And I was like, oh my God. And the, she would say that to you. Wow. So she must be emotional. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop. Well, this is my thing. It's like, this, that is not possible. That is not possible <laughs> that, you, that the hurt that you're conflicting on me. It hurts you more than me. Absolutely not. Think about it now. If you were to like ever even think of spanking Lily, would that not hurt your heart? The first time around. Yes, but guess what? Not as much <laughs> as that, that whooping <laughs> is. <laughs> she said, Mom, Mom. Stop, Mom. <laughs> Oh my god, it's it's interesting though. It's it's a there's truth to that statement, and there's a you know a whole argument that could be made on the on the latter. I would I am looking forward to reading that paper. What's another one? Well, this is my thing psychologically. If it does indeed hurt you more than it hurts the person, I'm then saying- why would you do it? That's exactly why corporal punishment doesn't actually work. Well, it's kind of like, kind of like continuous, like you're not doing it at hand, you know, like you're not you're gonna talking continuously, about like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. because you're hurt, like, there's something more to it than that. I mean, granted, they got bad grades, you know, like, but I is told that a reason to get whooped. I don't know. I it's mean, not- the fact that you didn't turn in your homework after we worked on it for hours last night. And it was sitting in your book bag. And then you had to have the teacher call me and leave a message on my voicemail to then come home thinking that, no, this is what happened to you guys. (laughs) 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 I I remember because I came to your house 
one it was like weekend we don't so have to talk. Yeah, we don't have to talk no it was just like the voicemail happened and it was like all right someone's in trouble and i was like <laughs> why did you turn it <laughs> you just turn it in you could have told i would have helped you out but more it's just like it's under like what where we grew up and what who our parents were at that time is what they knew and then on top of it yeah. us being their age having us little kids who <laughs> i can understand why like i could understand how they got there from what they learned yes my mom had me in her late 30s or maybe mid 30s let me stop my mom i was the last child so by the time my mom had me she was like listen (laughs) she was very like just tired i my mom had a this is what we're gonna do a five-year-old and a seven-year-old at my age (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> like, a five and a seven year old at my age so no no because i've seen you in a five <laughs> no i've seen you maybe seven year old and a four year old this is like uh-uh i'm done you take the kids <laughs> i can't and do go this. home <laughs> that's funny like, all you kids. well here's my thing and i think that goes to the modern world and our way of thinking and us not liking the whoopings, so we're not, we don't want to give our kids the whoopings. Even though I probably only got whooped once, and that's because I didn't want to take certain pills. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only time I ever got spanked. You know, I don't feel like going to this yep. because I'm going through this with my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, so with the homework thing, the fact that we worked all night on the homework, you put it in your bag and you forgot to give it to the teacher. In my opinion, that's on you. Like, okay, well then, you guess what? You're gonna get a bad grade. I already put in the work. You yeah. had to, you had to take it to the touchdown, and you didn't. So that's that's your business. But guess what? It won't happen again because you're going to remember. Exactly. You need to. I think with now, it's just like, why didn't you turn it in? Like, were you embarrassed? Do you feel like you didn't do a good job? Did you like, forget? Did you forget? Like, do you need to be more organized? I don't even think it was like a forget thing. I think it was just more. That you didn't feel like you did a good job enough to turn it in to get a grade. And Depending on the yeah. child. I think every child had to. Like, when I would forget a homework, it would just be like, oh, my God, I wasn't organized. Like, that was my issue where I was like, I had an off day. I needed to be on a schedule. And if, like, let's say my mom didn't observe that and she kind of, like, threw my schedule off, then it would have been like, hey, you know, that day I was over here and I left it here and blah, blah, blah. Like, I would lose my sweaters all the time. That was the thing that would get my mom mad. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> get mad at that, too. Because, like, we had uniform, and so it's not cheap. And then so she would, like, she can't send her kid to school cold, so she would have to buy sweaters. <laughs> I'd send your ass cold. <laughs> Well, she would be like, go find your sweaters, is what she would tell. But then I find them, and they like they were in the lost and found. You can't wear that. Anywho. Or anybody else's sweater. (laughs) No, no, no. I never took anyone else's sweater. I was pretty good about (laughs) having it, because my mom wrote my name on the tag. She, like, she should have just wrote it on the front, to be honest. But, yeah, like, having... Like the reason I would lose it, what, what was the real issue? Are you not cold? Are you just dis- like, you know, you're just not thinking about it. So maybe we just need to send you to school with long sleeves on and you'll never have to wear a sweater. I don't know. You know, like trying to problem solve with the kids so it works instead of being like, 
hey, this is the only way I know how to discipline you. But sometimes an ass open is warranted. You just have to be ready. You have to be ready for what it comes with. It's more of just like, so my tactic now, because I'm just like, I don't want to hit anymore. Like these kids, it's more, I remember like Lauren Fabrice would get like scared of me flicking them. Like Uh, I would just do a good flick. What? And I'm just like, I was just like, and they Why are you flicking them because I I didn't want to hit them. Oh, that was the way you just yeah. Them? That's how I like for them I not like missing. No, because the screaming doesn't work, and it was a good flick. And I know that we as um, Haitian women we've learned the technique of pinching. <laughs> oh, pinching. Oh, that's what my mom did. Oh, mom. I'm definitely doing a pinching right oh. behind that little arm fat, right yeah. in the little, mm-hmm. and that it stays sore, and you remember. Yes, yes. You remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, look at I look she's, that, she's thinking about it. Is that it's like, dissertation right there? It's another dissertation she's of this, thinking like, about art. how she yeah. goes, mm-hmm. wait for it. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Oh, that's a good one. Wait till you get home. Wait till we get home. My mom did. My mom's on that. Do you not have anxiety? That makes me that makes me sweat just thinking about him. I never let's say something. It's funny because I like can feel the anxiety and the the fear of that, but I never actually got that phrase because I never got the oh wait till you get home or wait till I tell you actually lies. wait till you tell your father. I feel like that's one. Yes, <laughs> I've gotten that one. I've gotten that one, and I because it was more of like a, I didn't want to disappoint my dad, yeah, kind of thing. So when she was like, "Well, you know, I'm gonna have to tell your father," and I'm just like. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> you don't have to. It can be between. <laughs> oh my god! Between just you and your mom, did your mom ever not tell your dad something? No, and probably what happened was <laughs> even no. if she, even if she probably did say that she won't, they probably did have their own conversations, and then she probably told them, "Oh well, don't tell her I said mm-hmm. that." Yeah. Just put that in. Because that's what I plan on doing with JD. Because, like, I can't, I don't know if I could keep something like that from him, especially since we've been together for so long and we were together. We were able to cultivate our relationship together before kids. So, for me to like leave that out, it would, it would feel kind of weird to me. So, I'd probably just tell him, like, like, hey, this happened, but don't react. Don't, like, I didn't tell you. Exactly, like I'll handle it. It's fine, right? Kind of like I, I love seeing that on Blackish when like one of them tries to deal with it and they'll be like, "I'm dealing with it." It's like, okay, see how that turns out, <laughs> and if I, <laughs> exactly. we gonna have problems. <laughs> exactly. Well, so yeah, it's like don't. I like the the dissertation of don't um, wait till I tell your father the construct of patriarchal system. Not <laughs> just the like, patriarch. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. But even another one would be like. The disappointment, like the disappointment, um, not wanting to disappoint the, you know, the head of the household, the head of the household, or the patriarch. (laughs) Well, no, because my mom, it was also like, I I felt that same way with my mom in terms of I didn't want to disappoint her. That's Mm -hmm. how my mom would reprimand to discipline me was she was disappointed. So, yeah, I got pinched when I was younger. Um, I got spanked like three, maybe three little belts. was my spanking um maybe two or three times because i literally was not going to sleep and it was like 3 a.m so the the what she would do was just like 
you kind of let me down. She didn't even have to say nothing. <laughs> it was crazy. So I totally understand that with uh, that that dissertation mm. in terms of wait till I tell your father. Wait till I tell somebody. The disappointment me. of the family. Uh, construct. Uh, no, the, stop with the construct. <laughs> I like that word. The family, like pride, and 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 you know, being on your shoulders, like the family name and whatever. And you're like, oh, mom, I'm just trying to go to school and be cool. Damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's a? Well, let's do one last one. Another one could be. There's family Jalu, but that. Is, That's it's just rude. The, Feme Jalu would be like, shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. But it sounds so much more aggressive. So it's like the aggressive nature of telling someone to mind your own business uh-huh. <laughs> in the Haitian culture. <laughs> it, it was mad aggressive when someone said that to you. Like, I felt like yeah. those were fighting words. <laughs> yeah. Feme it's close to shut the F up. That's what it is. All right, uh, we can end it. We can do, um, it's a new month, so new blessings. So, Eileen, I wanted to, um, you know how we ended it with, like, tools and resources last time? Yeah. In regards to what, like, what category are we looking at? Whatever helped you this week, whatever's been helping you the past week to, you know, keep your mind, especially with this time that we had, this this really tough week as a the nation, especially we have like Kobe and the coronavirus. To be honest, I really haven't. I've actually been feeding into it. Not so much the Kobe thing because everybody's doing that for me by putting it all on my newsfeed. But like with the coronavirus, I'm just trying to see how that is because there's like five or six cases in the U.S. So I'm keeping a track of that. And then I'm keeping also keeping a track of the impeachment trial. So I'm actually kind of like diving in and getting informed rather than trying to like clear my mind clear my mind for me is literally watching chicago pd or criminal minds i don't know Le- looking at other serial killers and seeing how terrible <laughs> it is it makes me feel a little bit a little it could bit, be worse um, probably yeah, exactly i could i could be on the serial killers list and i'm not so i have to be thankful for that um, I think my tip would be to log off. So Eileen, absolutely, uh, yeah. Opposite of what Eileen's doing for me, I've had to log <laughs> off a lot more just because I am in an emotional, like, heavy mood. So you know, at any moment, if I'm like taking a break at work and then I start looking at it, I will just start crying, and I can't be crying at work. I got to do my job. <laughs> so I've had to log off this week. It's also been like watching. I watched the show Southside. It's a Comedy Central show. It is the funniest thing. Like, I will just wake up everyone giggling in the house. <laughs> so if you're ever wanting a nice little giggle, check out Southside. That's and with Aquafina, right? No, it's uh, oh. all black cast. Oh, oh okay. It's on Comedy Central. Um, my tip is to go outside and sit in the sun for five minutes. Mm. But the I've sun been raining for the past three days. I understand that, so but if you ugly. can do it once a week, oh, God. it helps. Oh, actually, you know what I've been doing really? So if you can't do the sun, um, a cold shower. 
up. I know you guys hate them. But if Wait you a watch, minute. Okay, honestly, so I'm really obsessed with uh, the Goop Lab on Netflix. And they did the one with Iceman. And I remember talking about Iceman with our cousins once. And you guys all looked at me like I was crazy. So it's a crazy man um, who basically goes into the Arctic and he swims in the water in the Arctic. And he he's able to swim like that in the Arctic and not freeze to death because um, of his breathing and different breathing techniques that he's learned. So by taking a cold shower, instead of just sitting there and freaking out and like hyperventilating, all you're doing is you're taking a moment to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And you're just like going back with yourself. And then eventually you get like, because it's not like super cold. Eventually your body gets like used to it. It's like jumping yeah. into the ocean when it's a little cold and you're like, you get used to the water. So I, I take at least three to four times a week. I take a cold shower. That's pretty good. So sun for five minutes or a cold shower. Or So what you can do instead of just jumping into a cold shower, start with it lukewarm. Yes. And then, uh, then make it cold. So your body yeah. is starting to adjust yeah. to it instead of like the shock of it. Yeah. It's good for your skin. Oh my gosh. For, oh, with this ball head that I have. Scalp <laughs> feels so good. Oh, I miss my short hair sometimes. My mom's like, oh, so just let it grow. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. We're going to stay short for a little bit. Yeah. Actually, yes. Do kind of want. like settle into that short hair. Cause I, I did it to it's the best time of your life because. Yes. And the easiest have, time of your life. Yes, that's the part. It's like, oh. you don't have any maintenance. And you have a beautiful no. So, you are good to go. Exactly. <laughs> so damn easy. Alright guys, so Epi, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Epi, that's it. <laughs>